Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, yeah! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, a podcast where we drink, we watch DCOMs. It's a lot of fun. We have a good time. I am your host, Brandon Lamuto, and I am joined by all of my lovely friends. I'm going to go around the room. On my left, we've got Mr. Ryan Metz. Hi. Ryan's our sound engineer. Hi. <laughs> he loves sound. I think I said that last time. I think I said hi last time. <laughs> well, you said it again. Uh, next to him, we've got Mr. James Latiri. Hey, guys. James is our mixologist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have our other co-host and art director, Ms. Brennan Banta. Howdy. I have a title now. <laughs> you do. Everybody's got a title. That's what makes this so great. And we have a wonderful guest star. If you've listened to any of these episodes before, you've heard me talk about her. She's great. She's beautiful. She's talented. And she's my fiance. Please welcome Miss Kate Hyman. Hi. How's it going? It's good. How are you? Uh, Hi, Kate. Doing welcome. well. Thank you. It's so nice to finally have you here. Good to be here. All righty. Now, this is our spooky Halloween episode. Too spooky. I'm calling the cops. I'm sorry. Tone it down. Okay, I'll I'll bring it down to just like the shaking of, rattling of chains. That that should be fine. Does anyone have any chains? Does everyone have their Halloween costumes? What are we all being? Huh? I'm all three Beastie Boys from the Sabotage (laughs) video. Wow. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, on a serious note, I am thinking about being Smart House. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. You're going to be, uh, what, what is it, uh, Pam? What? Yeah. Pat. I thought it was Pat. 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 Sorry. It's been a while since we've recorded that yeah. one. Let's go back in the notes. Pat's a good one. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, so for our spooky Halloween episode, we are obviously doing Halloween Town. Halloween Town was the fourth DCOM ever made. It was made in 1998, or it was released in October 17, 1998. Uh, features Debbie Reynolds, the late and the wonderful, RIP in peace, um, and a bunch of other people that you don't care about. But uh, we had a lot of fun watching this one. Um, the summary of the movie, if you didn't know, is on her 13th birthday, Marnie learns she's a witch, discovers a secret portal, and is transported to Halloween Town, a magical place where ghosts and ghouls, witches and werewolves, live apart from the human world. But she soon finds herself battling wicked warlocks, evil curses, and endless surprises. Did you write that, or was that from online? Well, actually, we have here the Halloween Town, Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge, double feature DVD. To be fair, that is my sister's DVD that I have stolen from her, so apologies, Eloise. You, you don't have to make any excuses. We're, we, we're glad to have it. Thank you, Eloise, then. <laughs> um, but yes, that's, that's how they officially describe the movie. Um, we got a lot to say about this movie, but before we even get into it, we are called the Tipsy Panel for a reason, because we have drinks with us. James, our mixologist, has made a fantastic drink. You've really outdone yourself with this one. Thank you. What's you it? Have. Tell us about it. All right, so this one is uh, it's two ounces of light rum, one ounce of coconut, and I wrote it down this time. This is uh, unprecedented. Well done. Wow. Unprecedented in well Disney done. Channel Tipsy Panel history. The it first time. time it's been written down. Two ounces of light rum, one ounce of coconut rum, one ounce of blue curacao, uh, and then equal parts pineapple juice and orange juice. Squeeze two limes in there, uh, and then I cut up orange, maraschino cherry, and threw ginger ale on top of it. Uh, and I call it ghost sweat. And my favorite part about it is 
It's a real, real spooky spectral green. I'm scared just looking at it. It's almost the color of um, a soda that won't be named from a Mexican chain that won't be named. Exactly. It's it's, it's like <laughs> it, <laughs> it's an ecto cooler. It's a it's like a high C ecto Capri Sun. So artificial colored. And it I've looked, had a lot of it already. It tastes yeah. great. Yeah, it'll really sneak up on you. <laughs> I think it's time to talk about this movie. Let's uh, let's dive head first, bones first, skeleton first into Halloween Town. All right. Any opening remarks? Anything interesting you want to start out with? Uh, this is my favorite Disney Channel original movie. I watch it every year, and it is perfect. It is a really fun one. Uh, fits the theme of Halloween really well. <laughs> it is called Halloween Town. I'm just fishing for sharp to eye. Say. Yeah. Good observation. <laughs> now, where did you get the Halloween from? All right. Um, so the movie name? Nah, forget it. It's a, it's too much of a stretch. It's really weird that there's a person who won't let her kids celebrate Halloween. I mean, they don't seem religious. It's it's very Luck of the Irish style, you know? Yeah. We're, we're like, just don't say anything about why this isn't okay. Just don't, just be like, you, don't worry about it. They're not even allowed to have candy. That's the best part of Halloween. They're not allowed to mention magic ever. Every time the mom sees a mention of magic on TV, she changes the channel. <laughs> I do really. She's got a against magic. This movie's full of classic Disney tropes. We got changing when you're turning 13. A big change is going to happen. Mm-hmm. You're going to inherit some sort of power. Uh, your parents want to protect you from that power. Parent. Single parent. Yes. Parents. That's right. Yes. Single parent. That's another one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then we have like... The child is mixed breed. Yes, mm. yes, you're half. You're always half. Mm. And it's always dubious. We have the same question about five times. How did the parents meet? Mm-hmm. Never answered. Oh, actually, this one was. They met at a Halloween party. Oh, that's yeah. right. They over. met on Halloween. That's yes. right. He liked her witch's costume, <laughs> which, surprise, surprise, wasn't a costume. Hmm. But anyway, back to the beginning of the movie. So, yes, um, Gwen is the mother of Marnie and Dylan and Sophie, the three children who are not allowed outside on Halloween, aren't allowed to talk about Halloween, aren't allowed to talk about magic. They can't eat candy. They are trapped inside their house until their grandmother comes to visit. On a flying bus. Yes, on a flying bus. I would like to point out that... In no way does it say this flying bus is kind of disguised. And so really any child, parent, whatever, can just see this flying bus. Just take down and let scary people off of it. In the middle of the night, a flying bus with the word mortal realm written on the front. (laughs) Please take me somewhere else. Uh, So yes, Debbie Reynolds, Aggie Cromwell, gets off the bus. She comes to their house. And she starts, you know, uh, starts planting the seeds to, you know, to Marnie about Halloween Town and about how she's a witch and about how, yeah, this this is all actually real because it's her thirteenth birthday and if she doesn't get her witch's training, she'll be human forever. That's a take I'd never heard before. That's a terrible fate. Yeah, who wants to be human forever? I don't even want to be human right now. <laughs> I'd so much rather be a witch. I just don't want to be anything. Just get rid of me. So Aggie's got that little bag that follows her around Mm -hmm. and it's full of magic stuff. And the nature of magic, again, is something that I want to touch on, because like in all the other movies, it's just dubious magic. It's just all able, like it can do anything. Yes. See, at least in this one, though, like we we, it's witch's magic. Like I could I could get down with that one a little better than just general leprechaun magic in Luck of the Irish, where it, it didn't really mean anything. I agree. 
but the powers are very weird. Like uh, Sophie, the little girl, can just summon cookies. Mm-hmm. The powers are if you just think about it or concentrate, that's what works. And then also uh, Marnie has deja vu, and that's like alluded to to be like one of her powers. It's like a spidey sense yeah. of sorts, where it's not where she says like maybe it's not deja vu, maybe I know what's about to happen. But that also never really comes up in this movie, apart from when they mention her deja vu, and then that's about it. Does it come up in the other ones? I haven't seen them in a while. I'm not well versed seen on them it. In a while either. Well, we'll figure maybe. it out the next time we watch them. I'd like to next mention year. with the cookie. When she picks it up with her mind, the shadow, that's not the way shadows work. She picks up the cookie and then the shadow just goes off screen. Like almost like someone's pulling a shadow on a string. Well, we're dealing with 1998 TV budget before Disney movies were big. And they really had to sink a lot into the mask budget of this movie. (laughs) A lot to say about the masks that we see. Oh, yeah. The costumes is a whole thing. But we haven't even left the house yet. We're not in Halloween Town. And before we get there and while we're still in the house... We need to talk about Dylan. Oh, my God, my favorite. I loved him. He loves Arbor Day. (laughs) (laughs) So I know it's a double standard, but... When when the the youngest girl when a young girl is like a know it all and a smarty pants and clever we like that you know that's always fun but when it's a when it's a little boy it sucks and he's the worst you guys I liked thought he him. was the worst oh I yeah liked him. oh I, I thought he was sweet couldn't was stand him in fact I, I wrote down one of his whole entire quotes me too I wrote oh, several go. all right let's hear it let's go into quotes about Dylan no, let, okay. let him come in order he said. One of those charter buses coming back from a costume party at the Moose Lodge. <laughs> and that's how he delivered it, too. And when he dresses up in that costume, he's like, I think I'm a big pimple. Oh. <laughs> I, I liked him. He was endearing. I uh, disliked him until I sort of it clicked in my head that, oh, he thinks he has to be the man of the house. Like he was trying to get everyone to go to bed and like put the heat down. I was like, oh, that's kind of sad. And then he said something else annoying. And I was like, yeah, screw this guy. Yeah, he he tried very hard. But in in hindsight, maybe he was just too much like me when I was a kid. And I immediately read him off just like, I hate this guy. I think he just wants to have a glass of scotch and watch his nature documentaries. Yes. Oh, speaking of which, him bringing up that they should celebrate Arbor Day instead brought in one of my favorite quotes of the whole movie, which is iconic. Halloween is cool, nature boy, which is just... Quintessential Halloween town. I can't wait to say that to any anyone that I see on the street who's not dressed up in a costume on Halloween. That's gonna nature be me. Boy. You're gonna be dissing me. Call me Nature Boy. Oh man. Um, so yeah, the the three kids, uh, they all have got some sort of powers. They don't really know what's going on yet. Um, but Debbie Reynolds is trying to get them to you know to. Ignore Halloween. No, no, no. Debbie Reynolds is the grandmother. She's trying to get them to acknowledge their powers. Yeah, that's Aggie. And Gwen, uh, Judith Hogue, the mother, is trying to suppress all that, saying, no, they're going to be human forever. Um, It's, it's, I'm not, maybe I missed this. I'm not totally sure why she hates the witches, why she hates magical powers. I think she does wants to be normal that's lame it is lame yeah she just she just wishes only for normalcy in everything i think the idea here is just parents are lame grandparents are cool and they bring candy all the time she should have adopted Mm. because she really cared (laughs) so many normal kids in the world that need a good loving witch mom what i do like that just popped into my head that you know their father died what happened to their grandfather Oh, he also yeah. died. Did, was, 
Yeah, they they were Rest both driving cars and they ran into each other. <laughs> Sad story. Real All right. Tragic. Um. So nothing else interesting happens at home. I don't think they make a Cleveland joke, which is the yes, oh, yes, another another Disney trope. What Disney writer was from Cleveland? I think it was Walt at this point. Probably good old Walt. It was probably someone in the old days that like tried to steal the idea of Mickey Mouse and they still stick it to him. <laughs> Could you imagine if Disney World was in Cleveland? Ooh, my <laughs> favorite. <laughs> come, and, come and check out this Mickey Mouse in a toxic dump. I really liked that every monster in Halloween Town had a really intricate rubber mask and human lower body. <laughs> so we're totally normal from the neck down. They're like all reverse mermaids. <laughs> so you say that. However, I did catch... A lot of co- co- creatures that weren't creatures at all. So they never really. So when when uh, Aggie was explaining, you know how Halloween Town came to be, she says that yeah, um, you know monsters and humans used to live in harmony until I guess the Dark Ages or somewhere around there, where people started not liking the monsters, and then the monsters didn't want you know they they hate they they didn't want to retaliate because they didn't want to become evil, so they left and they established their own world. But they don't really say if there's any other humans around. But we definitely see some people that are just like a pirate and <laughs> a, a milkman and 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 a, a band leader, just like a marching band leader. So not everyone is really a monster. Some well, of them just wear funny costumes. The marching band argue. leader drives the bus. Yeah, <laughs> he does. So when they get to Halloween Town, there they meet my favorite character in the movie. I don't know her name, but Aggie walks up to her, and it's another witch, and she says, Harriet. I was, oh, it's Harriet. Harriet, Harriet. She goes, I was volunteering down at the headless shelter. I made all these muffins for them, but they couldn't eat them. No heads. <laughs> Great joke. I was like, that's a solid joke. This movie had good joke writing. Most of the movies we've watched so far had really bad joke writing, and this one was good. I mean, it was a really entertaining movie. It's yeah. not like, you know... a real pain to get through. I mean, Halloween is entertaining, so this had better be entertaining. Unlike St. Patrick's Day, where it's not entertaining unless you're very drunk, so no wonder Luck of the Irish was kind of boring. <laughs> but back to Halloween Town. Um, let's see. So they arrive in Halloween Town. Um, they meet a whole cast of characters. Um, they go to uh, Debbie... They go to Aggie's house. Um, via the cab driver. Yes, spooky skeleton. skeleton. Benny. Benny, yes. Uh, and he cracks his stupid one-liners, and then the yeah, mayor he... says, don't worry, he drives better than he tells jokes. Oh, boy. His type of I know, what was it? He's a better driver than stand-up comedian. And uh, so when I was watching it, I was like, okay, but he has no eyes, so how is he driving around these kids? And then Dylan made the same perceptive comment, and I really related to him with that one. Yeah, but he's a dweeb. Yeah, but we have the same thoughts, so am I a dweeb? Yeah. No, I hate that. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so yeah, he draw. They go to they go to Aggie's house, and she's. I really did enjoy the the microwave that can uh, that can create spells in a cauldron, but also tells you the temperature for beef and when it's ready. Nice. It didn't, what did it say? Bippity boppity boop. No, it says no. bubble. It's got bubble 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 toil trouble, and right under it it says beef rare one five <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. Way to go, prop person. I love it. It's great. <laughs> this was right around the time where I said that th- I thought the music was great in this. Well, you know who did the music? Who? Mark Mothersbaugh. 
No way. The guy from Devo. Nice. Oh. And Rugrats. Yes, he did tons of cartoons, and he did my one of my mm. favorite video game soundtracks, Crash Bandicoot. Ooh. There was one point where there was like a piano lick, and I thought Dancing Queen was going to start playing. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. I don't even remember what it was, but I had the exact same thought. Right. Only 13. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, so they're all there. So we, we, we get minor pieces of the conflict, but the conflict is just so vague. It's just people are disappearing. There's a bad thing. That's that's pretty much all we get. But you know what? That's really all we need. They they call it a bad thing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think it's ever. I think Sophie gives it the name and she just calls yeah. it. It's the bad thing. Yeah. Well, also, we noticed that she and Aggie both have the same sense of. Oh, something's coming. Mm-hmm. Something's coming here, which we saw back at the house when Sophie realized that her grandmother was coming and Aggie realized that they were coming too. Oh, I didn't even think about that when she said someone's coming at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I just kind of assumed she saw someone. But no. Well, it wouldn't be Halloween Town if she just saw someone coming. Good point. She's yeah, the most need, important character in this movie. You need a vague sort of power <laughs> around telling that people can are coming it's another witch power oh yes but ryan you're right she totally is the most important character in this movie sophie is the only reason that anyone saves anything because she's, she's the, the one that's witch yeah um so anyway um aggie is trying to light up this uh what is it merlin's talisman or merlin it's it's, it's a talisman, talisman. Yeah. yeah it's a talisman uh so she's trying to light merlin's talisman she can't because she used instant spell <laughs> ingredients also pretty great um and then where do they go from there? Don't they have oh. to go get the ingredients? Isn't that what they set out to do? Oh, they right. set out to get a vampire's left. tooth and the werewolf's fur. And the ghost and sweat. And the ghost yes, sweat. and the ghost sweat, which I think I need a refill on. Mm, drink <laughs> some more ghost sweat. Did the it mom come yet? No, she didn't she come can? until right before they started getting oh, out no. of the business. Yeah. Right. So, um, this is, so they're back in town after they leave Aggie's house, and Aggie sees Harriet, who's now has a deformed face and looks kind of crazy. And she's mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, she, she, we just hear like a screech, just like, ah! And then she's like, oh, oh no. That was the first scary moment, the first genuinely scary moment in the whole film. Mm-hmm. So um, they meet a whole cast of characters. And first of all, it feels like every one of those characters is like performing. Like they're all like telling jokes and all that stuff. And also none of them seem to be phased that there's humans there. They've all been like in Halloween town and they can only cross over on Halloween. But none of them are even addressing. They're like, humans, we haven't seen. Like, what are you doing here? They're all just like putting on a show for the humans. Like the wit, the... Uh, broom salesman uh, Roy like, Orbison. I was doing like an Elvis routine I no, loved him Roy Orbison oh, That's Roy Orbison yes oh he was ridiculously Roy and his his routine he sold them the the broom how about that guy with the two heads the coffee guy oh yeah the, the bus terminal dude <laughs> yeah he was not helpful at all why no, did they give him that job I imagine that's what Donald Trump Jr. and Eric looked like before they oh, were surgically God. removed from each other <laughs> I think you're right <laughs> so was that two men at the bus depot or is that one man? I don't know. We that don't was even one know, man with two heads. We don't even know their pronouns, guys. It could be they, it could be he. We we we, we Hims. Also Hims, it's probably how Hims. is being a conjoined twin a monster? I feel like that's just like, you know, uh, That's rude. That's, that's rude. rude. Good point. Didn't even well, think Well, I that. think Trump Jr. and Eric are monsters. <laughs> We can they go are. with it then. But that's when Gwen comes into play and she gets on the bus, I guess. I don't know. Was there another bus at the same time? Yeah, good question. Um, 
Yeah, so she shows up. We'll, we'll forget that because it doesn't really matter, and we can't really <laughs> explain it anyway. But um, Marnie's doing a great job of standing up for herself, of being like, I want to be a witch. Uh, you can't, you know, you can't take this away from me. This is in my blood, blah, blah, blah. And it's all going great until Gwen drops the two words that no child can ever, can ever fight against. You're grounded. I, I love that Disney had to sneak that in there. Like, you could, you know, you could say whatever you want to your parents until they say you're grounded and there's nothing you can do. Checkmate. Yeah, and her. it had a double meaning because she lost her flying broom. Oh. Wow. Oh. That's very clever. Gold star for James. Okay, so Gwen tells the kids that they all got to go home. They're grounded <laughs> and the bus isn't running. So uh, Dylan's like, maybe the mayor can help. Is that a good Dylan? I can't tell. Uh, Am I dweeby enough? It came across very well. Maybe yeah. the mayor can help. I think that's a little better. That's yeah, better. That's better. Anyway, so they go to the mayor's office. They go to Calabar's office. And it turns out Gwen and Calabar used to be Yoo-hoo. lovers. Mm-hmm. Oh, Calabar. <laughs> <laughs> he so gives her a beefy. dead rose that turns into a live rose. <laughs> And he also, oh, also Calabar can do really weird magic, and he likes Sophie, so he pulls a lollipop out of his ear. He's like, here, and rightfully so, they go, I don't, I don't want that <laughs> lollipop. <laughs> I don't know why he thought that would be, you know, uh, uh, enticing. Yeah. yeah. Also, he mentions like, oh, that's not a trick. This is magic. But like, you know, you can pull a lollipop behind someone's ear if you don't have magic. He certainly made it look like a trick. He could have just been like, boom, here you go. Lollipop. I promise it doesn't have earwax on it. (laughs) He also pulls a full Sunday out of his suit a little later when he sees them. (laughs) Isn't it like on fire too? Yeah, yeah. On fire. (laughs) Unexplained. Like, no explanation. A Sunday with a floating blue flame on it. I wish we got more of those. Just like he pulls out like a suckling pig. Like, here you go, soapy. (laughs) Soapy. (laughs) Also, speaking of odd monsters, his secretary is just like a pin cushion. Why? I love her. So I love her too. But I had so many questions about that. Is she a pincushion monster? Is she just dressed up as a pincushion because it's Halloween? Is, is she, was she a pincushion turned into a human? Or mm, I, I really don't know. Actually, that's a good one. I think she is a pincushion turned into a human because she's like so all over the place. She's it's like very incompetent. She's got like 20 IQ or something. <laughs> Her catchphrase is, put a pin in it, get it? And then she laughs really loudly. <laughs> I like how people in this movie, or monsters in this movie, <laughs> tell a joke and then go, get it? It's a joke because of how I look. <laughs> like Benny says like a bunch of jokes and he's like, get it because I'm a skeleton. <laughs> like they're just hitting you over the head with the jokes and it makes them better. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. I don't think they'd be as funny if they didn't like have to explain the whole thing to us mm-hmm. um so they go to so they find out that uh they can't actually leave yet um and then the kids run away and uh luke who is the worst character in this movie i've been wanting to talk about him actually. Let, okay let's we need to talk about luke let's open the floor there are a lot of things to talk about he's yeah. the kind of guy that when a waiter drops a plate he starts clapping oh yeah they immediately refer to him as a wiener. Oh, and they yeah. continue yeah. to refer to him as such throughout the whole movie. Also, oh, there, are there any other kids in Halloween Town? Is he the only other tween that exists? Well, he's a goblin. 
He's that a, mm, got goblin turn handsome is his words. <laughs> That's not Aggie's words. They're driving by in the car, or no, Benny is driving the kids in the car, and he says like, "There's the goblin. Steer clear of them." Especially Luke. He fixed his nose and got some warts removed, and he thinks he's a hot shit. Yeah, shit. pretty much. But if you're the only kid in town, like your competition is nil. So yeah. Yeah. they really. They had the worst way to introduce him into the plot line. Like he just he just walks up to them at the the broom salesman and just drops some some witty remarks and it makes a pass at our thirteen year old star. Yeah, yep. kind of weird in front of her grandma. Yeah. That's his big motivation as a character. That's yes. why he became handsome. Well, he wanted a I, date with her. Yeah, how? because he didn't meet her before he became handsome. He was handsome before he, she got there. That's true. And we're saying handsome relatively. Okay, yeah. This is a th- <laughs> 13-year-old child. There are quotation marks around. You know, well, those are his words. Too. Those are his words. Yeah. That's true. That's why we're quoting it, of course. <laughs> but yeah, he his, he's just the worst character. And then, I don't remember how, but he just shows up again, and he goes to Marnie, and he's like, hey, got something to show you. And he, he brings he brings them into the, the closed movie theater. and uh, Closed forever. Right, the closed forever movie theater. Uh, he has the key. He lets him in. And this is where we figure out what's been going on in Halloween Town. This cloaked, um, terrible, uh, mean, slimy man is, uh, he comes out of like a tornado that's just in where the, the screen of the movie theater would be. You forgot to mention that this is where we find everyone else in the town. All oh, right, yeah. So all of the people that had disappeared, they're just sitting there, they're motionless. And this is when um, Black Shroudy Man reveals his plan. But does he really? No. So don't here, know what his plan is. Okay, so here's what we get. Here's what we get. Um, uh, Aggie comes in, and then they, they have a stupid exchange where they have to talk really dramatically, even though they never have before in this movie. And here's what we know. Um, the people are not dead. They're, they're frozen like statues. And she says, and then uh, Aggie says, so you can you know use them when you need them or when the time is right. And then he just kind of chuckles and says, you have Merlin's talisman. And we don't know what he wants to do with it. We don't know what he wants to do with all of the people. We we have no sense of his plan. We don't even really know what the talisman does. No. I think she just said, I'm trying to activate it to help everybody. I think it'll work. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know where she got it. We yeah. don't know how he knows that she has it. We a need a prequel. All we know is that it runs on Witch's Brew. Yeah. Yeah. And um, not instant. Right. But also, we know that it's not a quest for, for power, because later on we figure out that he's the mayor of Halloween Town. The mayor of the Hall- of Halloween Town oh, is dude, the guy. No spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> As if you well, couldn't tell, because he doesn't change his voice at all. They just put an echo filter on it. Well, you did say Halloween Town 2 is Calabar's revenge. It is. Oh, so the true. mayor, Calabar. Yeah, yeah, so if you didn't know already, you, you would know. Yeah. Um, In fact, they spoiled it for themselves. That's true. <laughs> yeah, all those eight-year-olds who picked up that DVD and saw Calabar's Revenge, they're like, ah, oh, <laughs> Mom, <laughs> all right, they need a new movie. So we're almost done with the movie, actually, if you think about it. Because in the movie theater, that's when Gwen and Aggie get frozen and the kids have to go save the day. Right, yeah. By Um, getting three ingredients for the potion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Three ingredients that happen to be somehow the easiest ingredients to get, even though she's like, you know, uh, where are you going to find these things? There just happens to be... 
a werewolf barber exactly. and a ghost at uh, like at a, a health club. Yeah, and a vampire at the dentist oh. right then when they need it. That was bullshit. <laughs> I feel like they could have just asked the townspeople for these things. Like, yeah, why would maybe they the, maybe them? the taking the, the vampire tooth would have been a little sus, but like ghost sweat and werewolf hair, the, the, those yeah, are easily. You can replaced. get that at Costco. Yeah, absolutely at at, at fantasy Costco. <laughs> Back to like the props. Did anybody notice the bad tooth black on the vampire after? Yes, yeah, hundred percent. It was really distracting. Yeah. Really bad. I remember noticing that when I was first watching this yeah. movie as a child. I can still like, see oh. her tooth. I also liked that when they were getting the ghost sweat, we finally got what has to happen, apparently, in every Disney Channel movie, a basketball scene. Yes. yes. We oh. got a quick glimpse of some monsters playing basketball because they needed to throw it in. And then it went into an old animal aerobics class I'm taught gonna... by a cat someone. Person? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to set the over-under of percentage of Disney movies with basketball in them at 65. Do we think it's over or do we think it's under? Over. I need votes. I think it's going to be over. Over mm-hmm. because 100 is a bigger number than 65. <laughs> 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 Very good point. I think it's about time we get to just the the the, the final act of the film. So uh, they they get the they get the talisman to light up, um, and uh, they're in uh, they're in the town square, and Calabar comes out and he reveals Mister Shadowy Monster Man <laughs> reveals that he is Calabar. But if you didn't know that Calabar is evil with a name like Calabar, then you're clearly not paying attention. When he turned into evil Mayor Calabar. When he wasn't Spooky Monster Man, I wrote that he just looked like Alice Cooper. Yeah, they just put more eyeliner on him. Yep. Also, when we're going back to the movie theater, the first movie theater, we also see a nice little change in Luke where he did not think that they were going to, you know, he was going to hurt Aggie and Gwen and whatever. And then he starts changing once he sees that, you know, he... uh, that is true and out. nice and good, but he had the worst acting throughout that I whole mean, thing. He's terrible. I, I, when he's not doing like snarky lines in the theater, it's all ADR. Like they, they, he had to re-record every single line, and they don't show his face. This whole movie is ADR because these masks mm. are so stiff. True, they're they have to be so heavy and hot for these actors that you can't hear anything. They I'll, all look like Vogons from Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> I'll let it slide for the ones in giant prosthetics, but for for the only one that gets to just look like a human the whole time, he he, he should do better. Yeah, that's fair. But anyway, so Calabar is trying to uh, rally the troops of Halloween Town against the humans, trying to get them to go back and change, you know, change his, and you know, I guess take over the human realm. I guess. But why does he want to take over the human realm? He says himself, "We were banished here." We want to we want to go back to the mortal realm, which implies that Halloween Town they're immortal. They're living like witches are living for thousands of years. He wants to go. Why does he have to take over the mortal realm? But I think he actually says something to the effect of like, uh, like he kind of wanted to do it for Gwen of all people. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So we're yes we will. I I, I want to. I feel like this. This final scene has to go chronologically just so everyone understands where where it works and where it just doesn't at all because there's both. Uh, also, I think what he's doing is really trying to end segregation between the human world and the uh, the monster world. So maybe what he's doing is a good thing. I don't know. Okay. You think he's like a Malcolm X? <laughs> he seems to have pretty bad intentions. Hashtag this whole time. Calabar did nothing wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. We all knew this right from the start. 
Um, Hashtag so, Halloween Town so white. <laughs> <laughs> good point. That's a very good point. That could be a whole nother episode. Actually- <laughs> yeah. Um, this whole scene is bullshit. Basically, it's just like so hard to follow. I don't even know how you could make sense of it in a succinct amount of time. So it makes sense up to where the moment where it should have just ended. So uh, Calabar, he thinks he found Marnie. They did the whole switcheroo. And uh, then Marnie is going to drop the drop the Merlin's talisman into the the jack o' lantern, um, because I guess that's why things were bad. I don't really understand. They never explained it. No, they she, were just like talisman. She says that. Oh, Grandma said Halloween traditions on Earth mimic what they do here. And then she said, "Where do you put the candle at night?" I don't know how she solved that riddle. Very but quickly. It took too. about five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so so she manages to drop it in there and then Calib and then it, it, it lines up and there's a big light and Calibar's like, No And that's where it should have ended. With everyone you know, with all the, the, the monsters being freed from the curse and they're all happy, and that should have just been it. But it wasn't. It should have ended with everybody, you know, being broken from the curse, but it doesn't. Because then Calabar just stands back up and he summons the talisman to him, which maybe he could have done all along. Who knows? But he grabs it and then he just holds it there and he laughs. And that's pretty much it. Um, and then he's like exchanging words with, I guess, Gwen and Debbie because they're trying to they're trying to stop him by by combining their powers. And Marnie and Dylan and Sophie are all talking to each other about like, oh no, it's not going to work. And then Dylan gets his powers. But while all of this ha- is happening, Calabar is still doing dialogue that you can't really hear, but it's happening. So he's just been standing there, not doing a single damn thing, just holding the talisman and I guess laughing and being like, you can't defeat me. He's talking I, about all the places he's going to take over. <laughs> I will take over France. going to take over and, San Diego. And New York. Cleveland. Milwaukee. Also, none of the other townspeople are even trying to do anything. They're no. just standing there watching, being like, all right, yeah, I can see you taking The coven over this has place. them. Yeah. I have zero idea why they had to have this whole five minutes in. I think the only reason is to show that Dylan got powers. Yep. And to show that they're strong together, because once they all put their hands together, then he was defeated in some manner. I don't even remember how. He just, like, evaporates, kind of. Um, did yeah. Dylan have powers, or was it the Aurora Borealis? Oh, it might have been the Aurora Borealis. <laughs> it was static electricity. It was never answered. And see, this is why Dylan's a dweeb. He ignores, all, right. of the, I, he ignores all of the obvious signs. And You're just, right. One of my first notes was Dylan is a little shit. So I oh, guess. Oh, my, if I, I could, said he's an incel now. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Guys, leave my sweet Dylan alone. If I could be guaranteed a child like Dylan, I would have 40 kids. <laughs> and we'd all sit around our giant couch and watch nature documentaries. <laughs> that would be nice. And if stay only. in on Halloween. Yeah. And no one would ever come over to my house. <laughs> Because I had 40 Dylan. <laughs> teaching them tree names for Arbor Day. <laughs> well, they'd be teaching me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. So he's defeated, and then yes, everybody claps. Defeat. Yeah, um, and does anything of note happen then? Luke turns back into a, a creepy old goblin man. Well, possibly a creepy young goblin man. Oh, yeah, it's we don't very really know. very unclear. But Here's then that's how he gets 
uh, in the good graces, gets a little smooch Rooney from Marnie. Smooch mm. was the exact word I was going to use. It was a smooch. Anyway, so um, the the Cromwells all leave. They're going back, and they decide that um, Aggie's going to come live with them, which I'm surprised that she even wants to do that. Well, she never says yes. Good point. She just, you know, Gwen is just like, you can live with us. And then... They, you know, we I guess never we ass- see her at the house. I guess we assume it happens, but I will. We'll, we'll, in the second movie, we'll find out. Mm. Um, but one thing I did notice and I really appreciated is in the final shot of Halloween Town, where everyone is like waving back to them. This is where I fe- I saw all of like the pirate and the milkman and the band leader and stuff. But also <laughs> in the top left of the shot, there's just a man in a plaid shirt. <gasps> he is in no costume. He is just there waving and smiling. I wonder who he is. Is he the lumberjack from like Little Red Riding Hood or something? Oh. And we're to assume that any man in a plaid shirt is a mythical character? So are fairy tale monsters or fairy tale people considered for this not monster world? Good question. I would say they fall into Halloween Town demographic, yeah. Everyone, I'm sorry we have to interrupt the show because for the first time we have an animal guest on this show. Please welcome Ryan's cat, Finn. Hi, Finn. Finn just shook his head. He's cute. He's been very chatty recently, but I guess uh, he doesn't want to be on mic. He's All right, bye, friend. Finn. He just came in to rub us. And Finn didn't watch the movie. Left. <laughs> yeah, um, he wasn't a very good guest. Kind of like Jared. <laughs> <laughs> that stays in. So that's the movie. I think that's pretty much everything, right? Was there anything else to of nope, note? No, nope. that was pretty much it. Um, it was pretty anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I'd say that. I mean, you you expect pretty much everything that happens. I'd say this is where we go around. We rate the movie. Ratings. Yeah, uh, Kate. If you didn't know, our rating simple is very simple. Uh, our rating system is very simple. Uh, thumbs up if you liked it. Thumbs down if you didn't. Thumbs sideways if you're somewhere in the middle. Um, I guess I'll start. Uh, this movie, I, I've, this is probably like the maybe seventh time I've seen this movie in my life. I've seen it a lot cause it was just always on Disney channel. I always liked this one. I never minded seeing it. Um, the costume is, uh, the costumes are either really good or really bad. So I, I, I get the both like, Oh, they did a nice job or, Oh, it's hilariously awful. Um, the setup is good. Nothing feels totally out of place. I give it a thumbs up. I liked this one. Let's go around the room. Uh, Ryan. I'm going to have to give it a thumbs down, I think. Yeah. I mean, it was wholesome and it was enjoyable, but they could have done much better. Um, you know, there were some funny moments for us to laugh at because we're adults, but I think a kid watching this would just probably enjoy it. But yeah, I, it was it was shitty. I, I didn't I didn't think it was redeeming. I wouldn't want to watch it again. Fair enough. I'm going to have to go with Ryan and give it a thumbs down. I... Uh... I'm not a big Halloween fan at all in general. Kate is crying right now. I know. I'm sorry, Kate. I just, I never got into Halloween. Wasn't ever my thing. Uh, So that's already, I'm biased. Um, There were some funny moments in it, uh, but I was just too taken out of it with the acting and the uh, bad special effects, which I've come to expect from these movies and the plot that zips along in the last seven minutes. Mm. But, um... Yeah, uh, I would. I'm gonna give this one on the lower half of the movies we've done. Brennan, I'm gonna go thumbs in the middle. Okay, that's fair. Why? 
Um, well, I don't have any nostalgia for this movie because I, I never watched it growing up. It was kind of fun, and I really like Debbie Reynolds' costumes. That's kind of, even as a kid, I was like, that's how I'm going to dress when I'm old, and like velvet <laughs> and floor length. Um, but whatever, I don't really care. I feel like all these movies, I'm like, I'm never going to watch this again. I think I, you uh, have to. That's the thing. An yeah. underlying joke of our podcast should be, I don't like doing this. <laughs> Brennan hates this. Brennan is just doing it because I'm doing I'm, it for the free booze. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the part of the journey, though. We just watch every single one. You don't have to watch them again, but you got to watch it once. I gotta right, put something on my epitaph when I die. I watched part all the, the cultural moment. It's gonna say, "Here lies Brennan. She's watched every Disney Channel original movie, and she was a beloved pedestrian." <laughs> Very nice. Yes. Last one, Kate. What'd you think? Uh, I mean, I watch this and/or other Halloween Town movies every year. Um, it's no Halloween Town Two: Calabar's Revenge, but I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Do you really prefer the sequel? I think I do. I like how gray they get. It does get very gray, but that's the only thing I remember about the movie. <laughs> I'm curious to find out what that means. Oh, you'll means find now. out. Oh, you'll find out. Yeah, you'll uh, see. He he I'm has revenge on it. <laughs> oh, you are. Sorry. That's the wonderful thing, though. You what do you are. think we're going to do next year? Yeah. There are a lot of... In the year after I'll, that, Ryan. There are In the year of, after that. So, of, of the spooky uh, Disney movies, we got the first Disney Channel original movie, or debated first or second, Under Wraps. Mummies. Yep. Halloween Town. Phantom of the Megaplex, Halloween Town Two. Oh, you forgot about Susie Q, which is predating. Oh yeah, uh, I wouldn't call that. Okay, it does have a ghost. It's spooky. That is spooky. It's a ghost. Um. So yeah, Susie Q. Um. We got. Uh, f- did I say Phantom of the Megaplex? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mom's got a date with a vampire. Um. Uh. Halloween Town High, Return to Halloween Town. How are you doing this? I know these. I'd like to give a shout out to that town in Oregon. That mm. where it was shot, where every year they have a Halloween Town festival during October. Oh my God, do they really? Yeah, they have the pumpkin from Halloween Town. Nice. We gotta go. What? I know. So I think I, it's St. Helens or something. So I know we were talking about Japan for our honeymoon, but I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Giant yes, pumpkin. Absolutely. During Halloween, <gasps> it'll be perfect. Yeah. October, mm-hmm. perfect. Absolutely. Okay, so two things here. One is that I think that was the first ever tie we had as far as a movie goes. Because Brennan gave tied... thumbs in the middle. James and I both gave thumbs down. and I think we tied Luck of the Irish. Yes, we did. The fir- On Luck of the Who Irish. Who the hell liked that movie? Raise your Show yourself. Him, Ryan did, and Will Thompson did. James and I gave it a thumbs down. And you was I thumb- it, yeah, oh. you were in the middle. I, you know what? I'm banning me from thumbs in the middle ever again. No more ties. Okay. I, I like Stick that. me to it. We should probably just get rid of thumbs sideways in general. Yeah, we should. There's no emoji for it, so I don't know how we would be able to show it cleverly in like a like an online scenario. Because everything's just emojis. It's, it's the only thing kids can read these days. <laughs> it's, it's hieroglyphs. But you said there was a second thing, right? Oh, yeah. I just wanted to ask Kate if there was anything she wanted to plug. But you could do that if you... Oh, yes. Well, I was going to do that once we started wrapping up. Is it time to wrap up? I, I th- think so. I yeah. think so. Uh, the drinks are are running out. Uh, James, no. again, fantastic. Oh, yeah, we have a, <laughs> we have a whole left. cooler of this left. Oh, dude. Boy. Oh, time to watch the previews again. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, so we're going to keep working on these coolers. But that is our show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. 
Uh, please uh, tell us what you think on our Insta, on our Twitter, uh, on our SoundCloud, on iTunes reviews, anywhere. Please just tell us you what you think. You can knock on Kate and Brandon's apartment door. Tell them what you think in person. Yes, yes please. Just, just come, come straight to there. our house. Just we have it. two beautiful cats. Uh, you'll oh, love them. That's what I was going to plug. Come on, Brandon. You're stealing my plug. I mean, that's our show, everybody. Kate, do you have any plugs? Yes, I would like to plug Tony and Silvio. <laughs> They're really cute. Who's Tony and Silvio? Tony and Silvio are cats. Tony's got a lot of character. Her name is Tony Soprano. I don't actually know Silvio's last name. Um, I looked it up recently. So, yes, they you are correct. They are named after characters in The Sopranos. Um, it's Tony Soprano and Silvio. We should know this. It's it's our cat's full name. Well, we just call him Mr. Silly, and that's, that's fine. Oh, well. All right. Uh, but, yes, that's our show, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks to everybody for being here, for the drinks, for the art, for the sound, for the cats. And I didn't do anything, but it's wonderful. All right. Uh, tune in next week. Um, after the break, we'll tell you what episode we'll be doing next and what movie you should watch so you could enjoy it with us. Uh, tune, us tune in next week. Goodbye. Rest in peace. Bye. I love you. Happy Halloween. Ghost Cardi B is fancy. Tune in next time as we discuss Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure.